Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And speaking of TV, you got an all-star edition of the highly anticipated television series, Ultimate Cowboy Showdown. It is set to premiere on September the 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern on INSP. And guess what? We got two Mississippi contestants in this season, which I think is pretty cool. And they're both joining us today. We've got Jared and we got Roveski. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Hope y'all are doing well. So where are you right now? Are y'all on set for the show or y'all back home and the show's already wrapped up? I'm down in Florida. Just been catching some wild bulls and just getting back in the truck. <laughs> and Roveski, where are you at at the moment? Um, I'm back home on the farm in Mississippi. All right, so you guys are back home and off the set. And I know I was I was already told you can't tell any secrets away, and that's okay. But you can kind of give us a little idea of what the show is all about. So, Jared, when you're explaining to family and friends that you're going to be on the Ultimate Cowboy Showdown, how do you describe that? Well, I I described the first one a lot different than I would this one. This one here, it was filled with a lot of good times, tough challenges, and a different terrain than I'd ever stepped foot in in my life. Um, there was some deep connections made. My boy Fatty, we had we spent some good time together, and it was sure enough, hundred percent cowboy. Okay, Rebeski, you have to tell us where the nickname Fatty came from because if you're look if we're looking at Super Talk TV, we see your photo up there. That's not the first adjective that would come to sort of describe you. So, where did the nickname or the uh, the name Fatty come from? Um, yes, ma'am. Well, I was a pretty heavy kid. I was this fat, chubby kid who always had to shop in the husky section at a young age. So that's kind of where the name Fatty come from. And over the time since graduating high school and going to work, I kind of shed down a few pounds. Yes, you absolutely have. And I guess working out there and being a cowboy will definitely do that. So I guess it's okay if I call you Fatty. It feels very odd. I may go back to Roveski. I'm not sure. You know, I prefer Fatty. Most people know me by Fatty. Okay. All right. So, okay, how did you get connected with the show? Because this is an all-star edition. So what was your – so this is your second season. Have you been on the show before? Um, Yes, ma'am. I've done season two. We were out in Texas in July. And – I come in contact with the show by watching Jared, you know, who was on the first season. And as a cowboy, I mean, you want to do it. And I had a friend of mine that actually was online and looking up and somehow I run across the page to be a, become a contestant. And I filled out the paperwork, went, out, went through all the rigorous interviews, and I ended up on season two. 
which that means that you guys already knew kind of what you were getting into when you went into this next season, which is season four. And so help us out, Jared. Give us a little idea of what are some of the competitions that you guys from your previous, I guess, seasons would have gone through. Because if someone's never seen it, they're trying to figure out how do you pit Cowboys against one another in battles, you know, to, to ultimately, I guess, win a cash prize. Well, a lot of things doing with ranch, and it takes team effort. So they're going to divide us up into two separate teams. And what they're going to do is they'll put you to where, like, for instance, you got to go pin a set of cattle, which takes five or six men together to go do it. And then the team that's able to do something like this the fastest, they're going to be safe. Well, then the one that's made the most errors or necessarily didn't quite get their job done on the team that wasn't getting the fastest score, that'll be who they're going to tell to hit the trails. And then they break it down also into individual challenges where it might be horse racing or a roping competition or uh, whip cracking, who knows, you know what I mean, just all different kinds of stuff that you're going to do when you're out ranching. Fatty, do you feel like growing up on a farm or a ranch here in Mississippi prepared you for the ultimate cowboy showdown? You know, um, back to that, I really, I grew up kind of like in a horse, but not necessarily on a farm or ranch. I would have a roping cattle, and I ventured out to cow in the cowboy after I got out of high school. And I can say that the jobs I've had in my past, working with different groups and different people, it kind of prepared me for that. Just that the thing about Ultimate Cowboy All-Stars being in Arizona, kind of like Jared referred to, coming from Mississippi, that's some terrain I've never seen. I mean, it was tough on me. It was tough on my horses. So that was the main thing. Do you have to take your own horses? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, what's your horse's name? Um, I took two horses. I got a 15-year-old named Frank. I have a 6-year-old that's named Drake. And what about you, Jared? I took one horse. His name's Sidekick. Five-year-old Buckskin Gildy. And everybody and made it back home okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, there's some nicks and bruises. I mean, if I ain't you worried ask, about you. I'm worried you, about the horses. <laughs> well, there's nicks and bruises on them too. If you yeah. if you ain't coming back with some nicks and bruises, you ain't cowboy. Well, you think here in Mississippi we have that kind of heat, but I guess we don't have in the humidity, but we don't have that sort of dusty kind of heat that they have there in Arizona. How long are you guys there for the whole filming? I know the whole season's now completed, but how long did it take you guys to go through to get to the ultimate showdown? Uh, you're looking at, you know, four weeks or so to start to finish. So you spend your like about a month out there. Now, we we haven't talked about the fact that they got a pretty cool host, Trace Atkins. So, Fatty, what was, it, what was it like to get to meet him and him sort of like run the competition or host it? I mean, you know, you think being a superstar would be a little different, but Trace, he's a good guy. He's just a down-to-earth guy. I mean, he's a great country singer, but on set, I mean, he's kind of like one of us. You know, it's kind of like working with your dad. It's good, but you also know that that man holds the cards. And that's just kind of how it was, but... As far as being around, Tracy's a good guy. I mean, he's just like one of us. Which I think when we tune in, which we should tune in, it's coming up in September on the, am I saying it right, INSP Network, or is there kind of a shorter term for it? How do you how do you promote the channel? That's it, 
INSP, the Inspirational Network. Yeah, I got you. That will sort of feel that way. I mean, a lot of us know what a hard day work looks like, but I don't know if we've ever gone out to do some of the showdown things that you guys have done. I don't think any of us have ever entered a competition either where a herd of cattle is on the line. Is that really what you, you can win, is a herd of cattle? Yes, ma'am. So that's valued at like $50,000. What if you don't have room for cattle? Do you just not sign up for the show, Jared? Yeah. Oh, no, if you ain't got room, they offer you to take the money instead. <laughs> I, I, I really hope that there's a scene at the end of one of you two coming back to Mississippi with a herd of cattle following sort of behind <laughs> you. My simple mind sort of thinks of that. And I know you can't give uh, can't give anything uh, away of what happens, but give us a little behind the scenes. What's something that, you know, we can enjoy before the before the premiere? What's a, what's what's a little piece of gravy you can give us, Fatty? Ma'am, well, I don't think I'm going to tell you about this season. Like I said, I've watched all season. I've competed in season two. And season four of All-Stars is going to be the best season yet. And, I mean, it's going to have a little bit of everything. It's going to be emotions. There's even going to be a little bit of drama. But as far as what's going to happen, I mean, that's all I can tell you. This is going to be the greatest season. I mean, like I said, there's emotions. There's Heartbreak, I mean, everything is all packed into this season, so it's going to be one to watch for sure. Is there a skill you didn't have going into the show that you're leaving with? Um, I mean, uh, I can pop a whip now. So when I went to the show, I, I could not pop a bull whip, but thanks to Jared, I actually can pop a whip a little bit. I felt like there had to be a story there. <laughs> So we'll have to tune in to see where the whip comes up uh, into play. Jared, did you? What would you give as a little piece of gravy for us to sort of enjoy before the kickoff on September the sixth? Man, I I just think you're gonna get some really some deep connections made by some cowboys. You're gonna get to see the hearts of cowboys come together, and I I think it's gonna touch touch people deeply. Jared, I know you're in Florida now, but Picayune is your Mississippi home. Fatty, where's home for you? Sugarlock, Mississippi. All righty. Well, we'll be watching. And remind us how we can watch and how we can keep up with everything you boys are doing. Um, Catch me out on INSP. That's it. Inspirational Network. All righty. Fatty, where can we find you online? Um, uh, Bar Triple H Horses and Cattle on Facebook. Fatty Hickman on Facebook. Uh, same thing on Snap. Bar Triple H Horses and Cattle. All right. For you, Jared? Jared Lewis Lee, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Jared Lewis Lee, Cowboy.com for my webpage. All righty. Well, we'll be watching you boys. I'll be looking for the bull whip and see how it, how it all uh, plays out. But good luck to you, and keep in touch. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Love you, fatty. <laughs> Love you too, Jared. Thank you for having us on. All right. You guys have a great day. You stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Did you grow up on a tractor? Did your daddy let you drive? Are you whiskey bent and hell bound? Even though your mama tried. You can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. If you got uh, C Spire TV, we are on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. And don't forget, too, you can catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And coming up tomorrow and Thursday, you can catch some of the boys at the Neshoba County Fair. Mississippi's Giant House Party is back, and it's bigger than ever. And Super Talk is going to be there at Founder Square. So middays, which are Gibbert. He's going to be there tomorrow. And then Gallo and Middays will be there on Thursday. So you get your full ear of it if you can't actually be there. And if you are there, again, go by and say hi. The boys have got a big lineup of who will be joining them um, on the show. So it's one of the most important events of the year. And you'll hear from candidates from across the state as election season heats up. And it should be heating up, too, at the Neshoba County Fair because I think our little break in the weather is gone. So the heat is back. Well, darn. But I mean, it is July in Mississippi. Stop reminding me. But only for a few more days, right? And then it's basically almost fall. Don't you guys consider it fall as soon as, like, school gets, they call it fall season, fall session? No, I know. I get it. It's going to be. Still got the dog days of summer and Still August. got the dog days of summer. And technically it starts after Labor Day. But then we'll all be wearing our Uggs and sweating in those. And it won't be till actually November until it feels like fall. But we'll all be looking like we're dressed like fall by October because we're tired of wearing summer clothes. And it's just a weird thing we go through every year here in Mississippi. So here we are. Unless you're like me and wear shorts 90% of the year. Which is perfectly fine. You just probably put on a long sleeve t-shirt with your shorts and your flip-flops so you at least halfway fit into said season that it <laughs> that it should be anyway. So our contestants, I think they're the second ones we've ever had on for the Ultimate Cowboy Showdown. I know a lot of people who enjoy watching that sort of cha- reality TV slash challenge and I feel like I fall in line with, there's very few reality TVs that I watch it all because it's usually you feel like coordinated drama, which I'm sure some of it is. But I do like some of the more challenge ones. I think I'm yeah, competition competition ones. That means reality by nature, right? I think it's because we grew up on the road rules versus real world. Challenge. Maybe so. Gosh, you just took me back. <laughs> Time machine. Yes, that's when. And then when there was a little bit of reality still to it oh, yeah. um, in in that way. One, though, that if you hadn't seen it, it's on the History Channel, and I think I've talked about it here before, but it's alone. And they, li- they literally, to overuse a word that's overused, but they do, they literally drop these folks in Alaska, in different parts of Alaska, and you get to choose, I'm making it up, but it's like five things from their survival list that you get. There's some things you automatically get to take, I think, but then there's like, you get to choose like five survival items. So it's like naked and afraid, but they get to keep their clothes. Kind of, yes. And they have a phone. And so they literally, again, live out alone, and they have a camera. So there's no camera crew following them around. It's just them. So it's like Survivor Man. So they have to survive alone until they tap out. And the last person to tap out, which is to call for help or, or wave whatever, 
it, and I think they have to they have to sense like update so often so they know they're alive. That's part of, you know part of it. Um, and I'm sure they I don't I mean I don't know all the logistics of it. But you watch these folks wrestle with surviving in the elements, and then how long are you going to go? Because you don't know. Is Joe over there tapping out after two weeks? After two months goes by, and I'm I'm hoping that they like let you know if you won, and don't just let you go till you can't go anymore because that and then oh you won six months ago. I'd be the most upset winner on the planet. <laughs> Wait, you mean I could have tapped out three months ago and still won? I am upset. But they're like sixty days into it. Some have lost thirty, forty pounds. I mean, they're going. Bat poop, bat poop crazy a little bit. Um, being alone, they've created their little huts. Their the seasons are sort of starting to change. We watched one poor man. I mean, just work real hard to catch a fish, a poor fish, um, with just a line and then reeling it like a like a makeshift reel. And he hand fi- reeling, hand reeling, and he finally caught him one. And I thought of all the shows, of all the things. I think not to say that. Uh, $100,000 isn't life-changing, but at some point, $100,000 isn't life-changing. I mean, you may pay off your house or whatever, but to go through what they're going through, at some point, I would just be like, eh, we're good. We'll all go back to work. Now, a million, a couple million, a billion, I mean, that may keep you out there a little bit longer, but do you think you could survive alone? Maybe that's me. Maybe it- For six figures? Oh, yeah. I'll give it the good old college try. But okay, so what would what would be your breaking point? I mean, obviously, if you don't have food and you're dying, that's one. Yeah, I mean, if it gets to the point where I'm I haven't had enough to eat to where I'm feeling too weak to hunt and or catch or gather, and it's one it, woman because she... a hundred thousand dollars isn't worth your life, but it would have to get pretty rough for me to tap out on something like that with that much money on the line. I don't know. One girl, she got up real hard to try to go walk to get some berries, and she had to turn around and come back because she's tired. And I was like, that's it. That's when I want to type out. If I'm too tired to get up and walk up river to get blueberries, then I feel like I'm just going. But, I mean, in that situation, you're going to, to have a caloric deficit. You're going to be tired. You're going to lose weight. You're, Absolutely. You're going to have aches and pains that you don't normally have, but... I'm a firm believer in your body will tell you when it's had enough. So like the amazing race, the grand prize for it was a million dollars. How did it work? It was an adventure show that sees teams of two. Right. Well, now you can cut that in half. You cut that million. Now we're getting less. (laughs) Trying to compete an exhaustive journey along the way. They must complete highly demanding challenges. I never got into that one, but they it's it's on the list of the toughest game shows to be a part of because that one you had to be in a team with somebody which when it's just you it's you versus yourself it's you and your demons it's nature versus you when you're on a team when when things get stressful that teamwork may break down or you might get agitated and that that impacts your ability to perform and then you have to not only compete and perform with them you have to travel with them in unfamiliar locations and then actually complete the challenges when you get to those locations i could see i could see the team breaking down because both of you have to finish so at that point it's the weakest link is whatever's going to cause the most problems where if you get a team that one person 
really gives up halfway through and you're just dragging them along, you're probably not going to win because you got your other you're up against other teams that they're both simpatico. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm the weakest link. It'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be me. Bubba from Meridian, they tell the winner of a loan the next day when second place person quits. They pretend to do a medical check, and then they bring a family member to tell them. Oh, that's cool. Because that's another thing. Like, when the mental park really starts to, to wear on you, you have a phone. Like, you can. And, they, I mean, it's not like a one-way line to corporate or whatever it's like a phone so now if you call if you break down and call your wife or call your spouse or call your family i mean that's it you're you're done you're no longer alone you're no longer alone but like that that temptation there is would be really hard on your on your loneliness i would make it i don't know i don't mean i don't really like people like to be alone but not I, i would be fine in a hotel alone forever not in the wild where i have to Thin for myself and find my own food. I don't think I would last very. I just don't think I'd last very long. I'm just reminded of the, the Survivor Man, Les Stroud. He did one. I think it was in Alaska where he was showing how to survive a plane crash in the Alaskan wilderness. And at the beginning, he was like, "All right, the plane has crashed," and they even like brought out a, a crashed plane and put it on site for him to have is like, all right, this would be my shelter. I would use stuff from this. This is a, a more realistic scenario. And also, if it was a crash, I'm probably going to have an injury. So he put his arm in a sling, and he's like, I'm going to try to show you what it would be like to do this with a broken arm. And then it cuts, and it's him using both hands to make fire, and he goes, I'm really glad I didn't break my arm in that crash. Absolutely. You'd be very glad that you didn't do that. Someone said there's a new one starting called Survive the Raft. Well, that sounds terrible. If my mind mind goes straight to, I don't know, I'd have to look it up, but it goes straight to maybe white water rafting or... Or they just put you on a raft in the middle of the water and say, all right, it's on you. It's on you. Did you see the headline and um, about the, gu- the guy and his dog who lived like, Oh, yeah, from Australia. Out there on a raft. He joked about enjoying sushi while he was out there. And then collecting rainwater. And then his little pup. I'm just so grateful he didn't eat his dog. Like, that is just real life, you know? Like, you don't know what you'll do until you're... Well, I'm not saying he would have killed the dog, but I mean, the dog was still there. So the dog still made it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But and the dog looked relatively healthy. So a lot he took good better care than he did. Oh, yeah. He looked like he'd been on a raft in the middle of the ocean. Which for tells three me he prioritized the dog. Which is probably why Jesus spared his life, which means there was room on the raft for what's his face this entire time? <laughs> what's the name? Jack. <laughs> so I was thinking, Wilson! Two totally different movies, but yes. Stick with us, we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. 
You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can find Sports Talk Mississippi. They're going to be at Trustmont Park and the home of the Mississippi Braves coming up on Thursday for a special event. KLLM will be unveiling the public, the 2023 Ole Miss, MSU, and Southern Miss, and JSU football equipment custom wrap tractor trailers. So that's going to be a good time on Thursday. But coming up this weekend, or no, a couple weekends, and, and first of August, excuse me, you got Dance Like the Stars, which is a wonderful event that always happens in North Mississippi to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of North Mississippi. Evie Story joins us back to share more about their exciting event. Hey, Evie. Hello, it's so good to talk to you again, Rebecca. And not this weekend. You got a few more weekends. So Thank when is it? <laughs> You're not ready. <laughs> I just got done ordering tablecloths. So yeah, so I've got just a little bit more time. I had to get some some tablecloths ordered. So I'm actually uh, just coming from making some final uh, last minute preparations for the event. Thank goodness we've got one more week. I was just going to say, if you hear that, you know, sometimes when people screw something up, you're like, <gasps> and you've had that panic, like, <laughs> no, I'm not ready. It can't be this weekend. No, so it's not. So chill out. we got one more week. So when when does Dance Like the Stars take place? Yes, August the 5th. So we're going to, I know we've got lots of kids going back to school uh, next week. And so I'm sure a lot of people will be looking for something to, to do something fun. So Dance Like the Stars will be an uh, opportunity that will be uh, happening next weekend right after we kick off back to school in our area. What year is this, Evie? Because I feel like you guys are really rocket and rolling with this every year. Yes, you believe it's the 18th year. Like, it's so hard to believe that for 18 years we've been able to convince people to dance like a star for the Boys and Girls Club. So it's wonderful. So explain how it works. This may be someone's first time hearing about this great opportunity to get out and support the good work y'all are doing. So how does Dance Like the Stars, it's kind of a competition, which we've been talking about here on Good Things Today. It's kind of like a friendly one. So how does it work? Yeah, it's a competition because we're all on the same page and dancing for the kids at the Boys and Girls Clubs of North Mississippi. So the way it works is we have community volunteers that sign up uh, for an opportunity that I like to call it uh, as to learn a ballroom dance routine and perform that in front of a live audience at our gala style event that we have. But the most important thing is they are raising funds for our Boys and Girls Club. So as of now, we have already raised over $168,000 for our kiddos. And so we're really excited about that. And so really the dance is really like the celebration because we're working hard all summer raising the funds. And then we get to celebrate that with the Dance Like the Stars event that will be next Saturday. So do they work on, are they behind the scenes working on their dances like they do, like on Dancing with the Stars? Is it kind of similar where they come out and kind of do something with a little thought? Put into it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So they have committed to. no uh, less than 25 dance lessons where they're partnered up with a professional ballroom uh, instructor at the dance studio, Tupelo. So they do that on their own schedule. So a lot of people definitely find it really rewarding because if they hadn't worked out or been working out and saying they're going to get back in the gym, dance the dance uh, routine that they're performing, uh, it's a great exercise and, and to be active. A lot of people definitely look at it as a little stress reliever because the art of dance could be a way to relieve stress and, uh, you know, and put some energy, you know, release some energy and get some good vibes going. So people really find those 25 lessons that they commit to uh, to be an enjoyable time that they do that. And plus, they get to bond with their partner. Uh, They learn a lot about each other, learn patience, different techniques, uh, learn how to, you know, work hard on a difficult dance move that they may be having uh, trouble with and just that commitment to it. So it's a lot of other things, I think, that they learn along the way, you know, in the process while helping the Boys and Girls Club. Do they get the opportunity to choose which dance they want to do or is everybody kind of doing the same thing yes at the first 
meeting when they meet with the uh, studio manager, Tammy Wilson, there. She loves for them to come in uh, the studio with ideas. Like, you know, have you ever watched the hit television show before? Had any ideas or said if you did something like this, what would you do? Do you want to do a dance that's in memory or honor of someone or just a fun dance that you think would be fun? Because we want it to be enjoyable because what even um, our kids at the Boys and Girls Club, they actually take ballroom dance lessons. We're able to provide that uh, grant through the Mississippi Arts Commission. And we love for them to dance to contemporary style music uh, because, you know, it just makes it more fun for them. It gets them more engaged. So we definitely like our uh, volunteer dancers as well to select something they're going to be happy with and enjoy. I want to relive or I want to live my childhood dream of being um, baby and dirty yes. dancing. The last scene, I don't, you know, I want to nail the lift and everything. And right. like that's, you know. <laughs> right. Listen, listen, Dr. Nancy Mariah Ballish uh, in 2021 finally let all of our, uh, all of our dirty dancing dreams come true because we have been waiting for somebody to do it. And when I mean she nailed it and she and her professional partner, Andrew, nailed that lift and I was like I want to do that and I want to look just like that when I'm doing it. <laughs> That's really cool okay and this all goes back to if you come out obviously you're not going to be a dancer right now you may be able to do that in the future but it's all about coming out and supporting uh, the girls and boys club you mentioned a little bit that the, that the kids get the opportunity to ballroom dance but that's sort of the fun stuff what's the nitty gritty and the foundation that the boys and girls club has there in North Mississippi that makes it such a good thing? Yes, the nitty-gritty is we just finished our summer program so strong with uh, nearly 400 kids that were at our clubhouse locations through a four-county area where they are doing so many great things and being exposed to so many opportunities that they probably otherwise would not have gotten opportunity to experience. We keep academic growth and performance going all summer long, uh, leadership and character classes. We had so many um, folks that came in uh, prepping our teams for uh, their future careers because career workforce readiness is such a huge aspect of what we're doing because we know that graduation comes much sooner than parents and kids are expecting it to. So we had all careers from um, local firemen. Uh, we had local banks that came out um, and taught them entrepreneurship. We had military that came out. Um, so there's so many great opportunities. And the way Dance Like the Stars helps us provide those opportunities is it allows us to keep um, our activity fees very low. It costs $25 per semester, the entire semester, to come to the Boys and Girls Club. And we provide scholarship opportunities for kids who are not able to afford that. So donations to Dance Like the Stars allow us to keep those costs low uh, and fill the gap between uh, our activity fee and the real cost in providing those great services. So we're doing great things every day. Our kids are excited about being there and getting exposed to so much. Um, and we're ready to start back out to school year. We've got a little break now, uh, but this Dance Like the Stars event will help us uh, start strong, you know, for uh, the upcoming school year and finish out 2023 very strong. And when kids have a safe place to go after school or during the summer, man, you just don't know the dividends that that pays over Absolutely. a lifetime. Yeah, you just... Absolutely. So much for the economic development of our local community. Um, our education system. We have so many partnerships that we're so proud of with local school districts where they provide tutors that come into our clubs. And uh, we can, um, you know, really um, focus in on those skills that the kids may be uh, struggling with. So we're just so thankful for all the partnerships and the opportunities that we have uh, throughout the state of Mississippi. Absolutely. So, Evie, how do we help? How do we get involved? What do we do? What's left? I know we can't come dance, but we can come watch everybody else shake their tail feathers. So how do we do that? But, yes, we've got, we are so thankful for our partnership with the Cadence Bank Arena and with Cadence Bank that allows us 
the use of the Cadence Bank Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi. So as you know, there's lots of seats there. So even if you don't want to come to dinner, you can buy a $20 uh, general admission ticket, or you can come and watch the show. You could go to our website, bgcnms.org, or our Facebook page for a link to purchase the ticket for the general admission, or just come the night of. Uh, the show will kick off at 7.30. If you'd like to join us for dinner, those tickets are available, and dinner will start at 6.30. And one of the great things, Rebecca, that I have to tell you about this is such a good thing about this event is not only are you investing in the Boys and Girls Club, but we partner with other nonprofits to actually as our vendors. So our uh, food will be provided by Chef David Leathers, who uh, will lead the Link Center, which is our local uh, center for arts here in uh, North Mississippi. So this is a fundraiser for their board. So the meal will be a delicious meal provided by David, and money will be invested back into the Link Center and to the arts. Desserts will be with the Talbot House. The Talbot House is a local bakery and a local nonprofit here in Tupelo as well that uh, works with women in recovery. Um, And so it's a great way. So not only are you investing in the Boys and Girls Club, but we're turning around and investing that money in other nonprofits. So we would love for you to buy a ticket and come. Just our Facebook page or our website would get you there to to be able to um, to support our great event. All good stuff, Evie. Another year, another good stuff. So um, thank you for your time. Wishing y'all, I guess you can break a leg, but not literally, figuratively. <laughs> and then we'll look forward to having you back for year 19. Absolutely. It's so always so great to talk to you, Miss Rebecca. You have a lovely rest of your day. You too. Pretty cool. All right. So I'd want to relive the dirty dancing, I guess, dreams, but I'm curious what would be and maybe not your favorite movie dance sequence that you feel like you would do, but maybe if you think about like most memorable movie dance sequence, what would that be? Six oh one eight seven nine four three nine five. All right, stick with us. we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Is this your bow for favorite? No, it was just the first Dance. one I could find that was a musical. I, d- I don't have a whole lot of musical mu- music in. Oh, that doesn't sound well, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't have I don't a lot know. of music in the system Except from the musical musicals. movies. Well, it does have to be a musical movie for it to be a good dance sequence. If you're just joining us here on Good Things, they've got Dance Like the Stars coming up in North Mississippi. It's a great event. Uh, but I thought, man, 
you know, movies have those um, uh, dance scenes that sort of sprinkled in. It doesn't have to necessarily be a musical for it to be a, you know, have that sort of of, of moment. Of course, Dirty Dancing would be mine. Another one that comes to mind is, and gosh, we just talked about it um, the other day, John Travolta. Pulp Fiction? Yes. There's the real creepy... Or Saturday Night Fever. Or he's Saturday danced Night, in he's, both. He's sort of, he sort of had his moment. And Saturday Night Fever, though, is more of a, well, and Dirty Dancing has dancing in the name. So I guess that gives it, sort of gives way if you think about like Footloose or, or whatever. But those just spur of the moment dances that sort of happen within movies that kind of leave a lasting impact. If you've got one, 601-879-4395, I think, uh, if you want to join that sort of I've got one from the way back machine, a movie that came out in, I want to say... 53 or 54 mm-hmm. called seven brides for seven brothers if you've never even heard of that or never seen it you need to go to youtube when you get a chance and just type in seven brides seven brothers barn raising there's a eight minute chunk. i mean there's a lot of musical dancing in the movie but that barn raising scene is about eight minutes of a combination of ballet dance and acrobatics all with this lumberjack backwoods feel to it it's it is wild to watch it and it's crazy to think that it was done in the 50s because some of the acrobatics they pull off are stuff you'd be impressed to see modern choreography do today pretty cool it's a hard knock life annie someone mentioned has a good, I guess, dance sequence in it. A quick Google search for most iconic dance scenes. Our boy, our boy, El King, El, the King himself. You know, I got, we know him, first name basis. He's not dead. Just to let y'all know he's out there somewhere talking to us here on good things. Elvis Presley, Jailhouse Rock. That's has a has an iconic a whole dance number. It's a whole dance number for sure. Of course, West Side Story, but that's a that's considered a music goal, correct? Yes. yes. I mean, it was on Broadway and everything. The dancing and Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, thanks for bringing that, that is up. One cult classic of our generation. I never got behind. I don't think I've even seen it in its entirety. I it just grated on my nerves. I don't know if I've seen it and it's in place. I don't I I know I didn't sit and watch it. I feel like I've seen it, but then it's one of those that you kind of know it just from it it seeping into memes and oh, sort yeah. of everything and kind of like the like office all over that mountain. Uh, kind of like the office did um as well. Hamilton, Greece. The, do the hand jive. Do the hand jive. The penguin dance and Mary Poppins. All oh, that is a classic one. Someone else uh, said said Greece as well. Greece was one of those cool ones. They just slid into their dance moments. I mean, you knew it was coming, but you like, but you didn't. And they did their thing, and then it just was like the dancing was over. And then that was. That and then they're in a car flying away. <laughs> the ending to that all I was like, what? What is going on here? Somebody just got tired of trying to figure it out. And they were like, you know what? <laughs> what if they just didn't? But weren't they supposed to ride up on the Ferris wheel thingy? Like it's not actually flying away. No, they're in a car that's flying away. Or at least that's what it looks like. It's supposed to. But I think there's supposed to be a realistic reason if there could be one to, yeah, about as realistic as her getting back into those britches, which breasts her soul, but 
they were zipped up and all etched. The fact she could dance in them to me is it's part of the magic. <laughs> Getting them on is one thing, but then walking and talking and being able to breathe, all the other things. Rocky Hara be another great dance scene. Still hadn't seen it. Again, but one, I feel like I kind of know it because it's just been seeped into our... Well, that's one where you, you really need to see it. Don't let the kids watch. Well, I mean, they're your kids. Do what you want to with them. I wouldn't suggest it, but... <laughs> if Rhino's telling us not to see it or let watch the kids, yeah, I'm probably not. But it it's one of those where the the pop culture references that have seeped into the lexicon... Don't really do that one justice, because when it came out, a lot of the stuff from that movie was just too risque to really make it into the pop culture lexicon. Good stuff. But some of those dances never caught on. The Napoleon Dynamite, though, did. Or maybe it was already here. (laughs) You're going to have that stuck in your head for the rest of the day. You are welcome. All right, stick with us. you got more coming up next. you got the Boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.